This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Our mission is to spread awareness of the message and divine beauty of the Quran across the world. Support our mission at www.bayina.org. That's B-A-Y-Y-I-N-A-H dot O-R-G. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي فالحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ثم اما بعد once again everybody assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh what i'd like to first do in this session is translate this ayah and then inshallah go piece by piece it's a long ayah and seems like a departure from the original subject but it's really not ومن اظلم ممن منع مساجد الله who could be more of a wrongdoer than someone who prevents the houses of allah and yudhkara fi hasmuhu that his name be mentioned in them. That's one way of translating it. We'll go through multiple translations when we get to the linguistics of it. But for now, this is the one we'll stick with. Who could be more of a wrongdoer than someone who prevents the houses of Allah from having his name being pronounced in them? Wasa'afi kharabiha and makes efforts in corrupting them. Makes efforts towards corrupting them or to dismantling them. Kharab is the opposite of imara. Imara, Amara Ya'muru, is to build something or to develop something or to further something. Uh, and kharab is actually to deteriorate something or to dismantle something, to deconstruct something. So works towards deconstructing them, you know, dilapidating them, etc. أُولَٰئِكَ مَا كَانَ لَهُمْ أَن يَدْخُلُوهَا إِلَّا خَائِفِينَ Those people, meaning whoever does this, those that bunch of people, it is not right for them to enter those masajid, those homes of Allah, except in states of fear. لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا خِزْيُونَ They will have, especially in this life, humiliation. وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ And those people, when it comes to the afterlife, on top of that, over and above that, will have great punishment. That's the rough meaning of the ayah. And you can tell that the ayah is about people who stop others from the masajid of Allah. This seems to be a departure, especially because the previous conversation, as you could tell, was about Jews and Christians, how exclusively they think of themselves and how they even have infighting when they come against you they say that you have no basis nobody's going to heaven except our, our people and then internally they have their own arguments you have no basis and you have no basis and you're no different than the mushrikun of Arabia that this, these are the conversations that are happening some ulama have looked at this and said speaking of the mushrikun how horrible are they because they stop people from the Kaaba they stop the Muslims from the Kaaba so that's one kind of continuation of the text right so كَذَلِكَ قَالَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ مِثْلَ قَوْلِهِمْ Just like those who have no knowledge have spoken, speaking of those that have no knowledge, look at how what a crime they've committed. But I feel that there's a deeper connection here, especially because um, the word masajid is used. Now what is masajid plural of? Masjid. And if this conversation is only about the Kaaba, then masjid Allah. But Allah said masajid Allah. And notice also, in other places in the Qur'an, Allah says, you know, fi buyutin Allah. They're called buyut of Allah, baytullah. But now Allah calls it masajidullah. Masajid comes from what verb? Sajada. 
And sajda was just mentioned. Balaman aslama wajhahu lillah, the one who submitted his face before Allah. Submitting his face, submitting one's face literally means what? Sajda itself. Now Allah is calling him the Masajid of Allah. Now other places in Quran like Surah Al-Hajj, Allah talks about monasteries and you know uh, uh, synagogues and churches, salami' and like other homes of Allah. Here Allah is saying Masajid Allah. What's the difference? Are all the houses of worship Masajid of Allah or not? The thing is, in Islam, when Allah gave Islam to any messenger and any messenger built any house of worship, they were all supposed to be what? Were they supposed to be churches? Were they supposed to be synagogues? Or were they supposed to be masajid? They were all masajid. They were all masajid. They were all places where sajda should be done. That sajda is actually the legacy of our father, Ibrahim alayhi salam. When he was building the Kaaba, he even said, you know, what Allah told him, طَهِّرَ بَيْتِيَ لِلطَّائِفِينَ وَالْعَاكِفِينَ وَالرُّكَّعَ السُّجُودِ That was the fundamental like right of the house of Allah, that sajda should be done there. Okay. Similarly, you find, that in, in uh, no, across the discussion about Islam, the houses of Allah, the original name of them, and the fundamental purpose for which we go there, is to do sajda. And that's important, because humanity will be known by its sajda. You know how the places you do sajda are going to testify for you? You ever think about why that is? The, the reason that sajda is so important is because this is what makes us different from Iblis. He refused sajda. We fall into sajda. We humble ourselves. We have no pride before Allah, we, we completely give ourselves up. We don't argue before Allah. This is the pride of the Muslim, the sajda. And the houses that were built so that that humility could be restored and refreshed and rejuvenated are the masajid. So now, this ayah is actually about what should have been every house of Allah. Let's go back to what this ayah is about. In the immediate context, it includes the mushrikun of Makkah. Because they prevented access for the Muslims to what? The Kaaba, they prevented, look, read the ayah again, who could be more of a wrongdoer than someone who pre- prevented from the houses of Allah that, their, that his name should be mentioned in them. Obviously it includes the mushrikun. But obviously it is also not limited to them. It also includes actually some other groups. Now some said, well maybe this includes the Romans and the Assyrians. Because when they conquered Jerusalem, they exiled the Jews and they didn't let anybody come in. And nobody could pray there in, the, in Aqsa. Maybe that's what it's a reference to. The problem with that is, all this time, who is Allah criticizing in these ayat? Was He criticizing the Roman Empire and the Assyrians? The Babylonians? Who's He, who's he criticizing? He's criticizing the Jews and the Christians. And He's saying, you're not that different from who? Mushrikun. So there's three groups now that are being criticized. The Jewish, the corruption of the Jewish element, the corruption of the Christian element, and the, and, and the mushrikun. Those are the three groups that are criticized. It doesn't make sense to me that in the middle of that conversation, Allah says, by the way, I know you guys have had a hard time because of the Romans and the Assyrians. They were pretty best up too. That seems to be a departure from the subject matter. This, Allah Ta'ala A'lam, is actually a continuation of the same subject matter. There are two kinds of corrupting the house of Allah. Allah is saying the mushrikun have corrupted it by putting idols. The mushrikun have corrupted it by not letting Muslims go and pray there. That's how they corrupted it. And they prevented the mention of the name of Allah. But the Jews, especially the, the criticism is first and foremost of the Jews, because that's the main conversation here. What did they do with the houses of Allah? They turned them into a place for politics and control. They turned it into a place for egos to be furthered. And for you know one group to refute against another and prevent them, they cannot pray here. They're not the same faction as we are. They don't belong to the same madhab that we do. They can't pray here. 
they would fight each other and kill each other and not allow each other in the houses of Allah. The houses of Allah were no longer a place where Allah is mentioned. The houses of Allah became a place where their, their agendas were mentioned. Their groups were furthered. So there are two kinds of crimes against the masjid. One crime is the kind of crime that the mushrikun have done. You know, like they prevented prayer from happening in the masjid. This is the kind of crime you'll feel when you go to Granada one day and you see the masjid turned into a museum and people taking pictures of ayat of the Qur'an on the walls and you can get get arrested for praying two rakah there. And that, you'll remember the crime of the mushrikun. That's one kind of crime. That ain't the only kind of crime. That's the physical crime. But there's the spirit, there's, there's the, the building of the masjid, there's the spirit of the masjid. The crime of the Jews and Christians was against the spirit of the masjid. When that institution became a political institution, an institution that furthered other than Allah's name. As a matter of fact, if somebody came along and just talked about Allah's name, it would expose what they're doing so they wouldn't let it happen. They kept it from happening. Of course, I'm saying all of this about the Jews and Christians that could never happen to the Muslims in our masajid. This is impossible. So, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even imagine that this would ever, you know. Who could be more of a wrongdoer than someone who presents Allah, keeps Allah's name from being mentioned in his homes. In his homes. That he be mentioned. Subhanallah. Our masajid became a place where so much is mentioned. Allah is it. So much is talked about Qur'an, is it? So much is talked about. <laughs> Everything but Qur'an is there. And you try to bring it and see what happens. In some places. Then you see what Allah is commenting on here. These, you know when the Prophet told us, لَتَتَّبِعُنَّ سُنَنَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ You will absolutely go down the road of the legacies of those who came much before you. You will do what they did. That's what they did with their synagogues. That's what they did with their masajid. You know? And, and, and with, with, the, with the places where you were supposed to be humble only to Allah. I went to a masjid in a place that shall not be named. And really happy to find a masjid. Walk in, there's a giant sign at the board, at the front. And actually before you walk into the masjid, there were names of certain people. I didn't know who these people were, but I just knew that there are names of these people. And these are supposed to be people that have that are that are there, in a sense, saints. Okay, that the awliya of Allah, according to them, they can be awliya of Allah. Why are their names in a masjid? This is the place where you call no one but Allah. Anal masajida lillah ma'allahi ahadan. Masajid belong to Allah. Don't call anyone other than Allah there. Allah didn't say don't worship anyone else. We're not talking about worshipping anyone else. Allah says, don't even call anybody else there. Don't call anybody else there. Even when you're sending salawat upon Rasulullah you're actually calling Allah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. <laughs> you're calling upon Allah. But when masajid become a place where other things are celebrated and called upon, and you know, and we did this in America, where we're not even, I, I mean, I'll tell you some disgusting things that I find disgusting. I think they're disgusting. That's the that's the house of worship of Allah. Election season comes, we want some politician to address the Muslim community, and we'll get to poli- we're like like some some holy person has walked in and they come up to the mimbar and they stand in the mimbar and they address the Muslim community about it's election season. I'd really like to say hello to the Muslim community. That's how they say salam alaikum. And we're like, wa alaikum as 
you know politics is politics keep it out of allah's house this not, why is this here why is this here you know this is a place la tad'u ma'allahi ahada bring up community concerns have have good relations with people the masjid was a place where all kinds of community activities happened they did but nobody other than allah has ever been glorified don't glorify anybody else don't make a big deal out of anybody else the only big deal that should be made is for allah and then he says wasa'afi kharabiha and as a result when you don't make the effort or you prevent from allah's name being mentioned and as a result you are making efforts to corrupt the masjid. Sa'afi kharabiha. If the masjid isn't a place that makes you want to fall into sajda over and over and over again. So that's not the place where the spirit of the Muslim is revived again and again and again. Then all you're working towards is to ruin it. You can tear down the walls of a masjid, that's one kind of destroying a masjid, or you can rip the spirit, the ruh of a masjid apart. That's also a destruction of the masjid. Who could be more wrong than that? Who could be more corrupt than that? When the mushrikun surrounded the Kaaba with idols, they kept people from learning what the Kaaba was really about. The Kaaba was the house built by Ibrahim for the worship of one God. They kept people from learning what it was really about. They stopped people's access to Allah when they corrupted that masjid. When, when the Jews corrupted their synagogue, their masajid, and they turned them into political places, when Muslims will do anything of the sort, and they prevent any, in any way, shape, or form anybody from remembering Allah in His houses, then we are turning people, we are the, we are not the place that brings people close to Allah, we are the reason people go far from Allah. We're pushing people away. That's scary, because Allah says, who could be worse than that? I'm reminded, uh, what happened in our masjid one time, that shall not be named. Uh, somebody, it was Ramadan, and we were in Taraweeh, and this guy walks into the masjid drunk. I mean, drunk. Couldn't even stand straight. And he just, he just stood in prayer. Fell into sajda, couldn't even get up. Oh my God. Uh, that's the state he's in. Guess what happened when Salah was done? We kicked him out. They kicked him out. That guy could have been at a. That guy should have been at a bar. He left the bar. He left the bottle. He came where? He came to the masjid. He came and put his head on the ground before Allah. And we did what Mushrikun did. We took him away from Allah's house. This is not for you. Subhanallah. I think I have that memory and I just I think to myself like Woman Avlam. Who could be more of a wrongdoer? I was at a this, this is a true story. I was in another place that shall not be this was by the way, this Jahiliyyah in America. This is in America. No, we're not talking about the Muslim world. This happened right here, mashallah. The sophisticated, educated Muslim community. I was at a masjid and uh, this fellow uh, you know he was he's Buddhist. Born and raised, his, his co-worker is Muslim, calls him to the masjid. So he comes. And he walks in and he tells his friend, where's the statue? And he said, we don't have a statue. So why not? He goes, because our God is greater than any statue. 
He can't be reduced to a subject. He goes, that's amazing. And he, before Jumu'ah, like that. That's what he does. Guess what happens next? He got kicked out. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. This is shirk. This is the house of Allah. We don't call anyone. This is what we've done in our masajid. The masjid is supposed to be a place that people find Allah. Masjid is now a place. I'll tell you one more good old USA story. I'm sure people have stories from all over the world about masajid. When it comes to this ayah, it just hurts. It just hurts. There was a girl I met in a state that shall not be named. Well, she went to a masjid in a state that shall not be named, but she's from Alabama. And she's in a town where there's like no Muslims. She's the preacher's daughter. Preacher's daughter. Sees the Kaaba in her dream. Doesn't know what it is. Starts googling it. Cube church. <laughs> she doesn't know what it is. Finally stumbles upon, you know, cube worship. Cube like finds the Kaaba online. Through it finds Islam. Through it starts learning online. Learns to pray. Hides it from her dad. Dad's the preacher in the town. She then Google's Islamic church. Finds a masjid 120 miles away in another state. Drives over there. Walks in. Bunch of brothers are having a halaqa. Astaghfirullah lady, there's no place for women here. And you're not dressed according to Islam. Get out. Leaves crying. And then goes online to talk to other preachers about this is what I've seen. And they tell her, see, we told you this is the religion of the devil. You know, that, how can people of God treat others that way? Da, 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 da. She's like, yeah, you're right, you're right. I, I want nothing to do with it. Sees the Kaaba in her dream again, and again, and again. Can't even help it. Then she reached out to Shaykh Omar Sulaiman. <laughs> you know, and he said, don't go, don't go to the masjid, I'll see you with my wife at a cafeteria. Just don't go to the masjid. You know that... Those words when I talk to Omar about this, like, you know how painful it is to say to somebody, do anything you want, just don't go to the masjid? Like, that's the worst state to be in. Like, what crisis of the ummah that I can talk about that's political, economic, social, when the biggest crisis of the ummah is the masjid? The house of Allah. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ مَنَعَ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ يُذْكَرَ فِيهَا سْمُهُ it just burns. I met her. She took shahada with me actually. She attended a divine speech in New Orleans. And then she took shahada that day. SubhanAllah. And she told me her story. And I just, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with it. To, to, to laugh or to cry. And then I, I was so moved by what happened. The next week I happened to be in another American city. I gave khutbah about it. About we have to be accepting of people and bring them to Allah and our masajid. And then I went to that same masjid at Isha. And the shaykh gave a lecture against my khutbah and said how we have to do amr bil ma'roof and nahi anil munkar. We have to st- stand by what's right and you know forbid what's evil. And the masjid has its rights and, da, 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 and the, the whole like... Okay, that's awesome. That is just awesome. You know? The other crime that should be mentioned here that's happening in the ummah today... Nobody should be prevented from the house of Allah. Nobody should be prevented from the house of Allah. 
And today, Muslim women in much majority masajid of the world, majority of the Ummah lives in Southeast Asia, and the majority masajid in that part of the world don't allow women. They don't allow... <laughs> that is a crime against Allah. Forget about a crime against women. That's a crime against Allah. Who said women aren't allowed to be in a masjid? When, when, our, when our mother, when, our, when my mother, my, my sister, my daughter are traveling in Pakistan or Bangladesh or somewhere, and it's Maghrib time, and they can hear the adhan, but they have to pray in the street. They can't go into a masjid. The men can go. They can't go. What salah is not fard on them? It's okay for them to pray in, in the car? Like, you know, khaifin, salatul khawf? In the land of the Muslims? This is not a crisis? This is kharab. Sa'afi kharabiha. Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ مَا كَانَ لَهُمْ أَنْ يَدْخُلُهَا إِلَّا خَائِفِينَ It has been interpreted, those people that have corrupted the houses of Allah don't deserve to come into the masjid except in a state of fear. I argue that this ayah is actually in the madi, the kana is not just for rhetorical reasons, it's for madi reasons, suggesting those people should have come into the masjid fearing Allah alone all along. They should have feared Allah when they came into the masjid. In other words, those people that are custodians of a masjid should have clearly don't have fear of Allah when they do this kind of corruption. They should have come into this masjid with fear. And since they don't, لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا خِزْيٌ وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ They will have humiliation in this life, and they will have great punishment in the, in the next life. And in, a, in the other sense, it applies to the mushrikun. One day will come, they will be the ones. Now, right now, the, Muslim, the believers are the ones who are afraid to go into the, the Kaaba. A day will come where they'll be afraid to, want, to, uh, to enter it. That's the other kind of secondary implication. مَفْعُولٌ لِأَجْلِهِ They say, some say that, you know, أَنْ يَذْكُرَ فِيهَسْمُهُ This is technical grammar, but I'll simplify it. That the ayah, when it says, you know, أَنْ يُذْكَرَ فِيهَسْمُهُ could be considered what's, what's called in Arabic, مَفْعُولٌ لِأَجْلِهِ Here's what that means. That means they, they prevent people from, the, you know, who could be worse than somebody who prevents from Allah's masjids? Because they're afraid that Allah will be mentioned. Like that's the problem for them. The reason they don't want people to come in is because then things will be restored towards Allah. They, their control will be gone. Their monopoly will be gone. Their territorial stake to the religion will be gone because people will actually know what Allah and His Messenger have to say. The others say this could be badal ishtimal. Yani badal ishtimal min masajid. Here's how that works. Because it's a replacement of masjid and it includes masjid. Who can be a, 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 you know, a worse criminal than somebody who, who prevents from the houses or the masajid of Allah, the places where Allah should be submitted to? That is to say, the places where Allah's name should be mentioned. In other words, the definition of masjid is what? A place where Allah is mentioned. That's the definition of masjid. Where Allah is talked about. Where Allah is remembered. That is by definition. They wouldn't want that to happen. وَالْمَفْعُولُ الثَّانِي إِذَنْ مُقَدَّرْ أَيْ عِمَارَتُهَا أَوْ الْعِبَادَ فِيهَا أَوْ النَّاسِ Who are they preventing? Like, you know the verb prevention can, has two objects. In other words, I prevented you from studying. There's two things, you and studying. I can't just say I prevented from studying. The question is, who did you prevent? If I just say I prevented you, well, that still isn't complete, because what did I prevent you from? Eating? Sleeping? Study it, what did I prevent you from? So when you say the word prevent, it needs two details. It needs two muf'uls to make sense. Only one of them is mentioned. What's mentioned? The one who prevents the houses of Allah 
that his name be mentioned. Prevents who? Prevents what? Allah didn't mention. Why? Because sometimes they prevent people. Certain kinds of people. Other times they prevent ibadah itself. They prevent the worship. They prevent teaching sometimes. They prevent da'wah sometimes. They prevent even building it sometimes. Building it, opening it, you know. So it could be any one of those, meaning the prevention takes many forms. And that's the genius of the ayah, is that you don't have to literally stop people from stopping the work of deen. You can stop access, you can, you can reroute funds. You can say, no, 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 all the money we raised in the fundraiser when we said the generation of this masjid will take care of the youth, and we're gonna take care of our community, and we're gonna spread da'wah. Yeah, I know, we're gonna spread da'wah with the new chandelier. Because that's what, you know, that's what we're gonna use it on. Or, you know, one of the board members said that the carpet is too rough on my, my forehead. So we're getting new carpet for this place. But you promised that there's gonna be money spent on the youth committee and women's education and the seniors and the, the, you know, the outreach and da'wah and, no, 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 yeah, but the, until we have carpet. That's not, that's less because, you know, people gave us money for carpet. This is what we do. That's also manna. It's not direct. It's just pushing the funds in the wrong direction. Pushing the funds in an irresponsible direction. This is kharab of a masjid. And by the way, kharab in Arabic, one of the implications of kharab is, uh, you know, khali. They try to make the masjids empty. They, they make efforts to make the masjid empty. In other words, there's policies in place and regulations in place. People coming in. You know how many how many times have I met young imams, young, brilliant, enthusiastic, charismatic imams who want to do like twenty different things for their community and they're stopped by their community? No, no, no. We we don't want that here. No. We just need you for the fundraiser. And make sure your khutbah is about spending in the path of Allah. And make sure after that you make dua for the expansion project. The expansion that will have nobody in it. Because we don't let you do programs. That you've been asking for. We built the gym, but there's insurance liabilities. We can't have youth here late at night. No, no, no. Shut it down. We, who's going to pay the electricity bill? The, the, the psychosis <laughs> that, it, that you see in our community is incredible. And I'm not pointing fingers at any one masjid. This is a collective problem. This is a collective problem. We're, we're way better off than much of what's happening in the Muslim world, but we're not that much better off. We've got problems. It's a scary thing. Then, والظلم. let's look at that for a second. Zulm by definition means to wrong somebody, meaning who could be more of a wrongdoer. He's digging into the meaning of wrongdoing. To, cr- to cross the line against somebody else's rights by doing something bimala bihi, which which isn't agreed upon. And it also means putting something where it doesn't belong. Placing something placing emphasis where it doesn't belong, placing priorities where it doesn't belong, placing money where it doesn't belong, placing authority where it doesn't belong. That's also dhulm. And he says, both of those meanings apply here, Alusi says. Both meanings apply because they prevented Muslims from praying there. 
And they gave themselves a horrible reputation among the people. They wronged themselves because they didn't fulfill the rights of that house. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ then wasa'afi kharabiha. There's commentary on they make efforts to disrupt it, destroy it, to dilapidate it. A haddamaha wa ta'atiliha, aw haddamiha wa ta'atiliha, to really just rip it apart. Wa innahu atafu tafsir li anna imarataha bil ibadati fiha, subhanallah. He says the great destruction of a masjid is when ibadah is done in it. When the masajid are empty, that is the actual destruction of the masjid. When the masjid is empty, that is that the fact that the masjid has been destroyed. Then there is of course conversation in our uh, discourse about whether or not non-Muslims can enter the Kaaba. And Imam al-Alusi, by the way, by the end of it, just clearly illustrates that they can. They can absolutely enter. Or uh, not the Kaaba, the Masajid of Allah, and they can. There's no restriction on non-Muslims entering the Masjid. One thing that fascinated me about this ayah also is the Sa'a fi kharabiha. Sa'a in Arabic comes with lam. Like, wasa'a laha sa'yaha. Here's Sa'a fi kharabiha. When you use the lam, it's called lam al-ghaya, which means there's a clear goal. You're making efforts towards something. Sa'it lil-jannah. I'm making efforts towards jannah. When you say sa'a fi fulan, or fi shay, it actually means you're making a lot of efforts, but you don't really have a goal. You don't even know why you're doing it. These guys are making all these efforts to corrupt the house of Allah. They want to prevent Islam from coming forward. It's not like they have some alternative purpose. It's not some higher cause that's fighting against Islam. There is no purpose. It's just we don't want anything different. We want things to stay exactly as they are. This is Sa'afi Kharabiha. Okay? Now, this ayah, interestingly enough, now there's, there's been two references to the Kaaba and Sajda. First, we saw Aslama Wajhahu Lillah. Now we're seeing the houses of Allah being corrupted. And the biggest, the most prominent example of the houses of Allah being corrupted is the Kaaba. Right? Allah is alluding somehow over and over again to the importance of the Kaaba. And this after an entire passage was about previous revelation is, is retired, is mansukh, and this has taken its place. You know what Allah is preparing us for? To, to, to restore the sajda where Ibrahim wanted it. And to bring back the Kaaba to where its original position. And to prepare even the Jewish community that you're going to have to accept that. Because it's going to move from where? It's going to move from Jerusalem to, to, to Kaaba. This is a side, like illusory references. Allah is not being direct about it. He's kind of throwing it in, in there. Little by little by little. Look at the next ayah. وَلِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقُ وَالْمَغْرِبُ Allah alone owns the east and the west. فَأَيْنَمَا تُوَلُّوا Wherever you may turn. فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ There lies the face of Allah. Is this the first time you hear the word face? It's the second time, right? Before, it was actually, you know, uh, uh, we, we saw the reference, وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ بَلَا مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ The one who submitted their face before Allah. By the way, when you put your face down, can you look up or no? You can't. You can't. So if, you have, if you're in sajda, can you see anybody's face? You can't. But you know those faces of the people of sajda? Guess what they get to do on judgment day? They get to see Allah's face. وَجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ Faces will be lit up and they'll be looking up at their master. Staring at their master. This is actually, يُرِدُونَ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ They want the face of Allah, meaning they want to see Allah face to face. 
You keep your head down here in this world and you get to put your head up on Judgment Day. That's the beauty of it. You get to actually look at Allah. There are people who don't get to see Allah and Allah won't look at them on Judgment Day. And by the way, seeing someone's face actually means that they're looking at you and you're looking at them. There's a face-to-face that's gonna happen. Our preparation for meeting Allah's face is sajda. That's the, now the other side, Allah owns the east and the west. Wherever you may be, that is where the face of Allah is. In other words, you will face Allah. You know, the Muslims had to hear this because they had now left Mecca. They had left the house of Allah. They were in Medina. They were pray, they were, when they used to pray, they used to pray towards Jerusalem because that was the instruction. And their back used to be towards the Kaaba. And Allah is telling the Muslims, don't worry. Allah's don't, direction doesn't matter. What matters is that you are submission, you're in submission before Allah. And you'll, you'll find Allah being happy with you. Allah is vast, all knowledgeable. In Allah wasi'un alim. And alongside that, the Jews are being alluded to, they're being told something. Direction's about to change. Allah owns the east and the west, so don't complain. I can make you make sajda to the east and make you make sajda to the west. That's my decision, not yours. Because they're gonna have to, because they, they actually, and I didn't get into the Jewish psychology of how they thought about Islam and the Prophet ﷺ. That'll be in the next two passages from now. Uh, when we t- actually talk about the change of the Qibla. Fascinating story. How the Qibla changed. This is absolutely incredible story. Um, but when we do get there, you'll learn some things about the, the fact that they didn't actually see themselves as a separate religion. They actually thought that they're still... Okay, that deep down inside they did believe in the Prophet. They hated him because he's Arab, but they couldn't deny it. They had actually internally accepted it, the Jews of Medina. That's what makes Allah even angrier at them. But on the one hand, you're not even convinced and you're fighting it. They were convinced and they were fighting it. <laughs> then it's just, you're just doing it out of pride. That's, that's, there's the only explanation. You're just doing it out of pride. That's the closest thing to shaitan there is. Shaitan knows. And he's still doing it. Just out of pride. So now, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَشْرِقُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ فَإِنَّمَا تُوَلُّوا فَثَمَّا وَجْهُ اللَّهِ This, um, I really love this ayah about this, this one word in this ayah that really captured me is تُوَلُّوا تُوَلُّوا comes from the verb وَلَّا يُوَلِّي And وَلَّا يُوَلِّي means not just to turn but to make somebody turn. Those of you that are familiar with the patterns of sarf, there's the تَوَلَّى there's تَوَلَّى and there's وَلَّى like the Allama family, Fa'ala family, that be walla yuwalli tawliyatan. And this is naqis, I think the dream students haven't done naqis this year yet. Right? No, they haven't, okay. Then there's tatawalla, or tawalla, yatawalla, tawalliyan. There's two different ones. It's like the difference between allama and ta'allama. The world's apart. Now, one of them actually means to turn. That's not the word Allah used. Fa'aynama tawallaw. فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ That would have been that verb. But Allah says, فَأَيْنَمَا تُوَلُّوا This is the mudari' It's majzum, And it's actually from وَلَّا يُوَلِّي It's, the, it's the, the one that means to turn and to make somebody turn. Now this is, I'll stop being technical, I'll tell you in plain English what I'm talking about. Allah in this ayah is saying, not only do you turn in prayer, but when you do, you don't realize you're turning other people in prayer. You're in a parking lot by yourself, Allahu Akbar, you prayed. You didn't just turn in prayer, you actually just by that act have turned others in prayer. There's a presence of angels behind you, you turn them. Somebody driving past you, what is that? 
takes a video of it, then looks it up, then becomes Muslim, and they never met you. You're just in some target parking lot. <laughs> you know? You inspire others when you pray. You turn others towards Allah. There's an effect of the prayer on society around you. Even the non-Muslims around you. Everybody else. You're, you could be in a park in the middle of somewhere and you just started praying. And there's a Muslim that's walking by who hasn't been praying. And he sees you pray and he says, Man, I should pray. You didn't give him a lecture about prayer. You didn't tell him to pray. He just saw you pray and he's like, I feel like praying. And he just goes and prays. In other words, Allah is saying, the beautiful beauty of the word is, wherever you may be, wherever you might turn, you will not just turn yourself, you will also turn others. And there you'll find the face of Allah. Inna Allah wasi'un. And that, that, that gives you new flavor to the meaning of Allah is vast and knowledgeable. Meaning Allah's vastness will encompass people and He will guide people through you that you don't even know. And in ways you can't even encompass. And in ways you will never ever know because He's alim, you're not. And He's wasi'un, you're not. You just make your salah. And you let the effect of it be in His hands. Subhanallah. فَإِذَا كَانَتْ وَجْهَةُ الْإِنسَانِ نَحْوَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ فَأَيْنَمَا تَوَلَّىٰ فَقَدْ صَادَ فَرِضَ اللَّهِ Allah is saying here that if a human being truly, truly seeks to you know, uh, uh, put their face down and make Allah happy, then wherever they are, they will find Allah. وَإِذَا كَانَتْ وَجْهَتُهُ لِلْكُفْرِ وَالْغُرُورِ وَالظُّلْمِ فَمَا يُغْنِي عَنْهُ الْعِيَاذِ بِالْمَوَاضِعِ الْمُقَدَّسَةِ بَلْ هُوَ فِيهَا دَخِيلٌ لَا يَلْبَثُ أَنْ يَقْلَعْ مِنْهَا قَالَ تَعَالَى مَا كَانُوا أَوْلِيَاءَهُ إِنَّا أَوْلِيَاءَهُ إِلَّا الْمُتَّقُونَ What a heavy thing, man. What a beautiful thing that's been said. You know what's been said here? You could be in the most irreligious place. You could be in the worst place, the place that nobody even thinks about Allah. And you pray, and you turn back to Allah, and you will find Allah there with you. You won't find any believer with you. You won't find any support for Islam with you. You won't find any, you will find Allah with you. And you could be in the most sacred of places. You could be at the wall of the Kaaba. And you don't have Allah in your heart, and you will find nothing but filth. Because it's, it's what you have inside you. It's what you have inside you. Wherever you may be, that's where you'll find Allah's face. There are people that can be like so close to the Al-Masjid al-Nabawi, so close to the Kaaba, and still do the worst things. The worst things. And there are people who've never even seen the Kaaba. They've never had the chance to even leave their small town somewhere. And they're so close to Allah. They're so, so close to Allah. Some old lady in some village somewhere in Malaysia that just recites Qur'an all day and the dhikr of Allah and you know, teaches her grandchildren or something. And no internet, no electricity, no nothing. But she's connected to Allah pretty good. You know, <laughs> subhanAllah. It's such an inspiring ayah. Allah owns the East and the West. Don't you think, you know what this does to the mentality of a Muslim? What does it tell you? Wherever you live, no, I want to go to a more Islamic environment. I want to be in a, in a better environment for my children. You know the Prophet ﷺ, when he lived in Mecca, he lived in a minority? Right, Muslims were a minority. When he moved to Medina, he was in a minority. The entire life of the Prophet is spent as what? A minority. And as soon as he became a majority, Allah took him. 
Why aren't why aren't they saying we should move to a more Islamic environment? Medina had prostitution houses. Why aren't they saying we should move to a more Islamic environment? You know why? Because they are the Islamic environment. You're not just turning to Allah, you are turning what? What did I kept saying? Turning others to Allah. You create the environment. You are the ripple effect. Allah is saying, go spread this deen wherever you go. Be, be ambassadors of it. Carry it. Don't say, well, there's better Islam here, better Islam there. Islam is not any, it's not a place. Islam is in the hearts of people. Islam is where the Muslims are. That's where Islam is. So Islam is here. If you accept that, if you internalize that, subhanAllah. جُعِلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا Rasulullah says, مُتَّفَقُنْ عَلَيْهِ the entire earth was turned into a masjid for me and purified for me. The entire earth was turned into a masjid. What does that mean? That doesn't just mean you can pray anywhere. If it's good enough to pray, it's good enough to live. It's good enough to thrive. It's good enough for Allah, it's good enough for you, bro. You're good. The earth was made into a masjid. You know? SubhanAllah. He says about the people who were custodians of the Kaaba, but they were corrupt. They're not Allah's friends. Doesn't matter if they take care of the Kaaba. His, his friends are only the people of taqwa. Only the people that are conscious of Allah. SubhanAllah. So, al-wajh bima'na that also, they say that you're gonna get to see Allah face to face. And I already told you this, this ayah is alluding to the coming shift in the, in the Kaaba. Inshallah ta'ala. It's time for your next break. We only got to do one ayah, but that's a heavy ayah to do. Um, and I, I did cover a few things. There's a book that I've got a, I mean, 40, 50 copies of from um, England uh, by Dr. Akram Nadwi about the role of women in the masjid. And uh, I think either it's in my office or in my trunk. I'll find out. I'm pretty sure it's in the office actually. But I'm going to leave some copies here. Uh, you are free to make copies of it. And you're free to turn it into PDFs and whatever. I, don't, I couldn't find it online yet. But spread that stuff. Spread it. Because we have to restore the place of the masajid for everybody. You know, for our mothers, our daughters, our children, everybody. And it's one of the crimes that we must we must overcome. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Our mission is to spread awareness of the message and divine beauty of the Quran across the world. Support our mission at www.bayina.org. That's B-A-Y-Y-I-N-A-H dot O-R-G.